In the far distant post-apocalyptic future, a breed of warriors roam the wastelands, facing danger and placing their lives at risk for their ideals. They fight to establish a new order, so that from the flames of the old order, a new life can begin. Patrick Swayze, star of Dirty Dancing, returns to the screen in Steel Dawn. The search for justice has begun. Work with me, nobody gets hurt. Turn me down. A lot of people get hurt. Never get away. <laughs> It's me, I attract violence. You hired me to do a job. Where's the stranger? He's gone. He left the valley. He wouldn't run. This whole thing's gone too far. The leg just stopped. Joined, you bastard. Never get away. You're the best competition I've ever had. Talk too much. Steel Dawn. Uh, let's do this. Okay. God. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. <laughs> That's right. Movie the, the Podcast. <laughs> We're finishing up, I think... Yeah, uh, don't we up. still have one more pick? Didn't somebody not get a pick? I didn't get a pick, but I don't know if we're gonna get like June we that weird starts. That gap. June starts like Friday. Yeah. I think. So. Yeah. My pick make- was gonna be Tall Tales, which is garbage anyway. So. <laughs> Fine. Ooh. What's next month? Domo Arigato, Mister Robot June. <laughs> <laughs> So it's all just robot movies? Yeah. So I'll take Can first it be Japanese month. movies? What's that? Can it also be Japanese movies or they have to be no, robot? Robot. Okay. I mean, there's plenty of robot Japanese movies, guys. It could be both. On robot Japanese movie. Like, what if I wanted to sneak one of them in? Sure. I mean, if it. it, it That's if, they say thank you in it? Oh, I, I imagine. Yeah. You mean at any point in the film they say thank you? It's got one. Arigato. And then you're like, we're on brand. So what did we watch this week, Gogs? We watched Steel Dawn? Steel Dawn. <laughs> yeah, Steel Dawn. And Which, I wouldn't... Correct I, me I, if I'm wrong. Isn't that a... That's like an Xbox game, isn't it? Steel Dawn? Red Steel, Red oh, Steel was an Xbox game. Well, no, I think there was like a PC adventure game called Steel Dawn, if I recall. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds very familiar. Like Steel Battalion or something was a... Oh, Steel but Stallion was the one with the tank controller. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like a four hundred dollar controller, and it was like it was like bigger than like a Roland keyboard. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie; it took me like two days to watch this movie. Yeah, it, it, it is insufferably boring. It, it's yeah. uh, also just uh, right off the top. It has like the shittiest font. Like I knew this movie was gonna be bad just based off their font choice of the uh, the, the title screen. It's like, oh no. That little kid that was eating sweet buns the whole time—that's a fall. That like that's where Fallout got that right. 
Because that's like a huge sweet rolls are like a big thing in Fallout. Right. I'm thinking right, but that kid is uh he has the same last name as the director, so I'm pretty sure it is. It was the director's son. Yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, but look up that guy's IMDb if you want to see a career of just failure. <laughs> like he's directed nothing but utter trash, nepotism at its worst. Yeah. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 missing, missing in action too, sir. That's the bad one. Sir, there's yeah. no bad missing in action. Well, technically, missing in action is missing in action two, and then missing right. in action two is the first one or some shit. That's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> they they renumbered them because the two directors didn't like each other's versions. And you know what? They were right to do it because Mission in Action one is pretty good. Mission in Action two sucks. Well, he was the executive producer on Missing in Action. Yeah, watch. Didn't you see the the Canon documentary? They talk all about it. It's fascinating. Oh, oh, I, I did see. It. I forgot about that aspect of it. He was yeah. executive producer on Club Dread. Come on. Yeah. Oh, well. Exactly. <laughs> the worst broken fire. Uh, all right, guys. What did we watch this week? We'll, we got plenty to talk about. It was Steel Dawn. Steel Dawn. Uh, Sean. Uh, I watched a bunch of shit. I'll try to keep it brief. Shit. I was so bored watching Steel Dawn that I put on Blade Runner 2049. Uh, we talked about that a couple times. I still pick up new things on it, and that movie never gets boring. Like yeah, You can I see Deckard's it. car in the picture of the replicant holding the baby, which I didn't notice really before. Oh, I didn't notice that either. Um, I watched a bunch of shit that just auto-rolled on Tubi after uh, Steel Dawn, because I, I'm not going to lie, I fell asleep five minutes before the end. <laughs> And I woke up during Help Comes the Frog Town, which is like, oh, this is a low-budget, stupid movie that's like actually a lot of fun. But that movie rules. Yeah, that yeah, movie we a, talked about before. I think and then we, immediately, we did an episode on that show, yeah. on that movie, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, and then immediately after that, it rolled right into um, Death Race 2000. The, the original? Another, yeah, which is another hysterical fucking movie. Yeah. That, is, that costs no money. Yeah, and then you're like, why didn't steal? Why isn't Steel Dawn a hilarious low budget movie? That's fun. It's like, I like, meet a Tinder date or something, and then her, her two sisters come by, and they're both like hot and interesting. <laughs> so Carradine from like from Death Race 2000. I started. I didn't finish it, but I started watching some movie called Death Sport. Okay, that he's like the lead character in, where it's like a post apocalyptic. Sort of like weird dirt bike movie. Oh, did anybody see the, awesome. when they were looking up Steel uh, Dawn? Did you see like Steel Runner or whatever that it had like the Blade Runner font and it was like no. some karate 80s movie? Ooh. No, I, I, it was on Tubi. <laughs> Tubi has got a lot of great shit. Yeah, and the ad breaks are actually pretty short, which is nice, but there's only three in Steel yeah. Dawn. Death Race 2000 is awesome because there's a whole, like, overthrow the government subplot, and then the guy kills so many people with his car, he becomes president. Well, that's that's how it works, right? Yeah, I would assume so. Or your wife does, if you're George Bush. Oh, your, your, uh, your bars went red, Sean. You got them red bars. You good? Can we still hear you? I think we lost Sean. Sean, internet? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. No, I'm here. Okay, now you're fine. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Yeah, I don't know what happened. All right. So you watched you you watched a bunch of you you half watched a bunch of stuff on Tubi. Yeah. 
And I watched Blade Runner 2049 in its entirety. It's a good movie. And uh, both Knights of Steel Dawn. <laughs> it was a, it was a, you took a, an overnight intermission. Yeah, it was like um, fucking the G1. <laughs> yeah. Alec. Oh, shit. I watched three things. Um, What's that background noise? Somebody's, is somebody got like a TV or something on the background? No. Mm-mm. Hold on, don't say Don't room. say anything for a second. I guess it's just echoing. Some it's echoing off of somebody's mic, I guess. I don't know what that is. I don't worry about it. Hopefully I can clean it up. We'll get it. Fix in post. Sorry, you were you were saying, Alec? I watched three uh three things. One old and two new. Uh, the old thing I watched was scary movie. Ooh. Oh yeah. How'd that hold up? The movie's still a lot of fun. It's like a, it, it's almost a better version of all those movies that it's lampooning, because the references in those movies don't hold up because they're. Whoop! See you, Sean. Well, he gone. We lost. Flat a bit. The references, the references in those movies, <laughs> they don't hold up at all. Music and stuff is such a product of that, like <laughs> late nineties, early two thousands, and like it's a cultural black hole. Yeah, but this movie's making fun of that, so it holds up better than the things that it's making fun of do. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie since it came out in the theater. It's been that long. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, oh shit, we got two Shawns now. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> can you hear me okay now? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, I just oh. totally dropped out for some reason. Yeah, Gog's had a pretty spot-on ladder, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's under an hour and a half. It's worth a worth a watch if you need some giggles. I think it was on Prime, maybe Netflix. No, it was on Netflix. Uh, actually, all three things I watched were on Netflix. Netflix. Uh, the second thing is a movie I forgot to talk about last week that I watched last weekend that uh was actually surprisingly funny called The Wrong Missy. Uh, I just saw like a thing for that. Yeah, so my buddy Tap was talking about that. Tap never watches movies and like it's got like Nick Swartzen in it. Uh he's in it. David Spade is like the lead. Okay. Nick Swartzen's in it and he looks terrible. It's it's a I assume with those people it's a Adam Sandler produced movie. Oh uh, yeah, it's a Happy Madison. Yeah. But it's, it's like I, I'm. Sh- I was shocked at how funny I found it to be. What's it about? Uh, this guy goes on a date, a blind, uh, like a blind date, which the initial premise doesn't make sense. If you can get past that, the rest of the movie makes sense. Like it's somebody he matched with, like on Tinder, but right. he doesn't know what she looks like. Somehow, huh? It's like an emotional Tinder, I guess. So like they meet at a bar, and she t- turns out to be a psychopath but he doesn't delete her out of his phone he just like ghosts her and he runs into another woman like six months later with the same name that he falls head over heels for right but he starts texting the other the first girl thinking it's the other girl (laughs) like looking to like hook up and get together and meet again so the psycho shows up for like a trip to hawaii with him that's not a bad premise i don't know it's actually David Spade isn't doing like his David Spade shtick. 
he's actually kind of a semi-normal human in it. <laughs> um, the girl, the female lead, a Laura Lauren Lapkus, she's really funny. Know her? What is she's, she? Uh, she's on Comedy Bang Bang. She's like Comedy one of that Earwolf, one of those. Uh, oh, I probably I probably know her if I saw her then. Yeah, you'd recognize her. She was I, was, that- I was I was honestly shocked how funny I found it to be. Huh. I'll have to check it I out. I liked it. I think uh, you guys would get a chuckle out of it. Oh, I think I know why it was on the, uh, that movie is like there, it's on the, uh, when you click on like the PlayStation, like video options, it's one of the movies that like Netflix is promoting right now. That's why oh, yeah. I recognize it, was, like, it. All over their thing for like two weeks. Like that was their main screen when you logged in. Yeah. Um, the wrong Missy. Yeah. Of course it has a Rob Schneider cameo. That's just awful, but. Oh, He's got to be in every. What's, what's it all? God's got his love for Rob. Rob Schneider's shitty. He's not. He's not funny. And in real life, he's a shitty person, anti-vax dickhead. So it's like Where's we're. The, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he's like he he's like very vocally anti-vax. Like Rob Schneid December. <laughs> oh God, Rob Schneider movies. We could watch. We could watch uh, Deuce Bigelow. Deuce Bigelow. We yeah. could watch. The, the animal, the rabbit, hot chick, hot, yeah. He's got a bunch of them, and they're all terrible. Yeah, well, I do remember liking Deuce Bigelow, but I could see that that would be awful to watch now. I have I remember liking Deuce Bigelow. I yeah. have Deuce Bigelow in this apartment on a Sony PSP disc. <laughs> yeah. Um, the third thing I watched was also on Netflix: The Lovebirds. What is that? I think it has the uh, the honor of being the first movie that was supposed to be released during the pandemic. Oh. That went to a streaming service that you didn't have to pay like a service, an extra service fee for. Is it the, got a, Is that the Judd Apatow movie? Uh, he might have had something to do with it. Maybe not. No, it's I've got a Kamel Nanjani and Issa Rae. Like if you you would recognize it if you saw the picture. Like the trailer was with like every movie I saw for like six months. Yeah, but it sounds vaguely. It sounds vaguely familiar. It was uh, it was pretty funny. Not the funniest thing I've ever seen, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't bad at all. So what's the premise of that one? Uh, these two people are like they're not married, but they're like may as well be, and they break up on their way to a party and then they proceed to run over a bike messenger. All right. Bike messenger gets up and rides away and a guy runs up to the car saying he's a cop, commandeers their car, chases the bike messenger down and runs over him like eight times to kill him. I totally remember this trailer now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I... And from there, hilarity ensues. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yes. I can okay, I was cutting out for a minute. I can hear you now. Okay. Now your other picture froze. Yeah, we got Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't have like my whole setup done. Nolan? That Sean is is lost in time. That's like Top. the the tachyon wave Sean. Top Sean is moving. Bottom Sean is just sitting there. I mean that that's, makes sense. That's usually how it is. That's right. <laughs> uh that is I believe all that I watched, in addition to my 
20 episodes of the Simpsons. Man, you're totally right though. Now that you mentioned it about that Lovebirds trailer, I must have saw that trailer a dozen times. And it didn't matter like what genre of movie yeah, you would see. Like it was with horror movies, it was with dramas, yeah, like it I, was just everything. Once once you explain the premise, I'm like immediately remember the trailer. Oh, it's pretty funny. I like I like that guy. I think he's really funny. I know not everybody. Bill, knows he's, yeah. He's all it right. Directed, it was directed by Michael Showalter. Oh. Anyway, I meant to say that. Really? Interesting. He should have played Doug in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm Do you think he directed it in character? All right, yeah. guys. This scene is good. Doug? I'm out of here. Uh, TJ. Oh, shit. I watched two things. Talk about uh, Capone first. Yeah, well, let me talk about the other thing first that y'all don't care about. So I'll just, it'll just take me two seconds to talk about. I don't care about either one of them. <laughs> you care about Capone. Uh, I watched Shinya Tsukimoto's uh, Killing. The movie's just called Killing. Um, came out last year. Uh, it's available to rent on YouTube. There's a, a new... Like independent film company, like per, uh, distribution company called Third Way Films, and they actually have a, a couple of interesting things that they're putting out. But uh, it's really good. It's about it's a samurai movie that's kind of about what if the main character wasn't great. Like uh, I don't think I've ever seen that in a samurai movie. Like you're like a, ba- a bad samurai, not just bad, but like a coward. And like a shitty, like just like a weak-willed, like like scared person that is terrified of like killing people, which is kind of interesting. Like, is this this the bad lieutenant of samurai movies? Well, no, because he's not like the bad lieutenant. He's like a bad person. This guy's just like a coward. Like he's he's he doesn't have a bad heart. He's just not a warrior. But like he so, so like the whole premise is like it's very simple. He's this samurai, he's a ronin, so he's just he's just walking around the countryside basically. But he has hold up with the this farming village and he's, you know, giving them protection or whatever, but the thing is that they've never really needed protection, but they just feel good that that somebody's there that they think knows what he's what he's doing. Hmm. And then so you know, he he uh he has this relationship with this one family and he's in love with their daughter and he like the son uh thinks of him as kind of like like a, a mentor kind of thing and then one day like a real samurai played by Shinya Tsukimoto himself who like kills it in this role like he's really really good um he comes into town and is like i i'm looking for swordsmen i have to get to the the I have to get to this battle to help the Shogun so I can show that like I'm worth something. And he kind of doesn't like, he kind of puts him in a corner, <laughs> like it, as far as like, uh, like making him join. And then I don't want to give away the whole movie, but like it goes from there, but it's, it's, it's really interesting. And it's, it's like, it's like almost all the other, uh, uh, Shinya Tsukamoto movies where it's a small cast. It's only like four characters it's a very small story that deals more in like theme than like with like actual like plot. Like it's is it incredibly gross. There is a few scenes that are very violent. It's it, overall, it's not that violent, but when it gets violent, it's very violent. Um, there's one scene that I really like that uh, I don't think I've ever seen before in a samurai movie where they, 
Sukimoto is introduced and he's in a duel with another samurai and they're, they got the classic, you know, like they're both in their stance or whatever. And there's no cut, but all of a sudden, like the other samurai is just missing a finger, like holding his sword. And it's like fucking red. Like he just like cut fucking one of his fingers off and it's just disgusting. Blood goes everywhere. Uh, but it's excellent. You can, like I said, you can rent it on YouTube for five bucks. Um, like if you're, if you're, if you want something like offbeat and a samurai movie that it's also shot incredibly well, uh, colors are amazing. Like I, I really liked it. it. It's fairly short too. I think it's only like 97 minutes long, but, uh, I really liked it. It's called the killing, uh, highly recommended. And then the other thing I watched was Josh Trank and Tom Hardy's <laughs> magnum opus Capone. Oh, we mm-hmm. lost Sean again. Oh, no, he's still there. We lost Sean, too. No, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, they're both here. <laughs> um, so, anyway, Capone is god-awful. <laughs> it's it's so fucking bad. It's, it's hard to put into words. Like, as I was watching it, I was like, well, you know, we all like kind of gave fan four stick a hard time. Cause it was a terrible movie, but like, I guess in the back of my head, I was like, well, he always complained that it wasn't really finished and that, you know, it was that all, it, that it wasn't his vision. It was right, like- exactly like maybe, maybe there was, maybe there was a good movie in there if he was given what he needed. And then I see this and I'm like, Oh, the guy just doesn't know how to make a movie. Like, but- does like he made chronicle i think it's, chronicle is dude i think it's lightning pan. lightning in a pan i think Light, it's lightning in a pan i think he i i mean he's made two this movie is he's like Ray johnson what i mean yeah i i don't know he it's just bad Ray well, it's, it's weird because he, it's him and landis and both of them have not done anything good since that movie yeah exactly that's a good point sean and he's oh. got Dane DeHaan in the lead role. <laughs> yeah, Crom. So Capone is Dane DeHaan's like movie AIDS. Yeah, he's the fucking worst. Like that movie is like it makes no sense. Like Chronicle makes no sense how everything worked because everybody in that movie sucks. Yeah, no, it it doesn't make any fucking sense. So Capone is. So I didn't know. I went into this movie pretty blind. Like I knew, obviously, I knew who was involved with it. I knew it was about Al Capone, but I didn't know anything else beyond that. So the premise of this movie is it's about Al Capone after he got out of jail and he's like just living in Florida and he's, it's his last year of his life. It says it in the title crawl, the fucking movie. So you have old syphilic, syphilionic, uh, I don't know what the fucking word is. Yeah, syphilitic brained Capone living his life and he's going to die. And it's like, I can't think of a less interesting story to tell. Like as soon as that like title crawl came in on the screen, I was like, this is what the fucking movie's about. Like this sounds terrible. And so like Tom Hardy is in like this old man makeup that makes him look like Mr. Burns. And it felt, <laughs> it felt like, it felt like fucking Prometheus all over again when you had Guy Pierce in the old man makeup. 
And then after I watched the movie, I looked it up, and apparently when Al Capone died, he was only in, like, his 50s. So, like, the choice of makeup doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, I don't know why they made him look like 104. Like, he was road hard, put away wet. He said it was a tough 50 years. I mean, I guess. And then the the rest of the movie, like, I don't know. So, it, it really is a movie where you know as much about the movie when it's over as you did before you ever watched it because nothing happens in this fucking movie. Like, and then anything interesting that does transpire. And that's very few things are like his delusions or whatever, because he's like at a certain point, like he's an unreliable narrator, but the movie isn't from his perspective. So that fucking doesn't make any sense. Like there's a moment in this movie where I thought it could turn itself around because I thought what was going to happen was this movie was going to be kind of like a, like a Jacob's ladder type thing where it's him suffering. Like his brain is, is it's trapped in this, inside his own brain. Like that. Right, sort of thing. Exactly. His brain is in this like death spiral and he's got to like, he's got to like, suffer like, through what's that? Probably, um, uh, fuck Brazil. Like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, I thought his brain was in some kind of death spiral. So he's going to have to, you know, confront all the awful shit he's done in his life that's an interesting movie yeah that, that doesn't happen at all like that 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 happens for like a scene and the problem is is that it's a flashback but it's tom hardy in the old man makeup so like and you have to understand that his character is so fucking obnoxious it's just like all he does is mumble he either mumbles or screams and then other than that he just doesn't react to things like he just kind of like and that's like it (laughs) and then he shits his pants he shits his pants like four times in the movie nice once it's played for like a bit and i'm like what the fuck is this goddamn movie like it's on a keg dude it's does tom hardy have the opportunity to be good in the movie or does it matter See, I don't know. You know, I love Tom Hardy, obviously, like I think we all do here. But I I was thinking about that the entire time. Like, I think that he was set up to fail because this movie reeks of a director not telling him what to do. Or like when he goes too big, like he should have been like, no, dude, don't like, you know what I mean? Like you need to, this is the way I want the scene to go. But Tom Hardy just went, like, insane. Like, it's almost like a Nick Cage performance because it's just, like, it's just bonkers. In fact, like, if anybody wants to watch this movie just to see the bonkers Tom Hardy performance, I could sort of understand that. I wouldn't recommend it. I really hated this movie. Um, but there's, like, there is the trade. It, it is a lot, like, like uh, a lot like a Nick Cage movie because there's just moments that just don't connect anything. Like, there's a moment where him and... Uh, Matt Dillon, who plays his like old uh, mob friend, go fishing, and for some reason he's dressed up like a character from Grey Gardens, and like I don't like I don't know, man. Like everything about this movie is just trash. There's a part where so uh, I always forget her name. Uh, she played Hawkeye's wife. She's Linda uh, Cardinelli. Yeah, Linda Cardinelli. She plays Al Capone's wife in this, and there's a point where Al Capone basically like calls her a bitch. So she slaps him until he like falls, but it's like a pratfall. Like he falls like straight down on his face. 
And I mean, it's hilarious, but like, I don't think he was going for laughs. I think he was going for gasps. I don't know. Like, it, it's so fucking bad. This movie is, I, I said it to y'all in a, in a text form, but I know, I know that we're probably not going to get a whole lot of movies the rest of the year or who knows what we're going to get. It's going to be hard to make, to make a worse movie than this. This movie is just so fucking terrible. Uh, so yeah, that that's all I watched. I mean, what's still what's still on the tracks to to come out this Dude, year? Dude, who knows? Like, I, mean, I don't can't even re- like they pushed all the big stuff to like the fall. Yeah, but yeah. who knows if they're even going to be ready to open theaters up? Like at some point, they're going to have to just start putting all the stuff on uh, on demand. Yeah, some of it anyway. I just want fucking. I just want to see Black Widow. God damn it! Yeah. Just yeah. put it on Disney Plus. They got enough money. It's like whatever. They'll be fine. New Mutants. New. I like. I should have seen New Mutants almost two months ago now. <laughs> well, technically, you should have saw it like three years ago. But yeah. <laughs> now it's really. Now it's really done. Uh, Gogs. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Does anybody have any questions about Capone before we move on? Nope. No. Who? Who directed? It? Wait, Josh Trank. Josh yeah. Trank. And here, oh, the, one last thing. So again, as I was watching it, I was like, "Well, Josh Trank just directed it." And then I was like, "Then the credits come, and he wrote it and directed it. This is like his pet project." So Owner, player, coach, Josh Trank. Apparently, he edited it too. Oh, and the editing is bad. Like I, I posted a uh, a video on Facebook. That I was just like, "The scene is so fucking terrible," but it, it's it's capped off by just the like the worst editing you've ever seen. Like it's just these, these two eyeballs in front of Tom Hardy and he just starts screaming and then it cuts to a hallway and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Anyway, Sean, are you still there? Oh, Sean too is not there. No, I'm here. Oh, can you hear me? I can. I guess whenever you're not talking, Sean, the little red mute thing shows up like you're not there. Oh, I just got the mic off because I got a lot of dogs in the fire over here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Literal dogs in fires. Uh, who left? Gogs, what'd you watch? I watched three things. Three things? Um, the first one, I'm not going to... first one was Cool Runnings. And <laughs> all I can say about Cool Runnings was it made me get Uber Eats Jamaican food. Ooh. Um, What'd you have? I love Jamaican food. I got a chicken... I got a chicken roti and a couple of uh, the the... The meat pies. I love those things. Yeah. Where did you make, um, you make it? Food around you? Maybe they could come to me. There was a place in. There's a place in Catonsville. I'll send you the things. All in Catonsville. Yeah, it's <laughs> not far. That's where I'm from. <laughs> but it's not far. You, it's. Uh, I'll send you the things. Some sort of Caribbean spot. One bad. Um, but I don't like the way this has nothing to do with the movie. But whenever you get Jamaican food, like, and you get the chicken, yeah, they don't. They don't fucking part it out. They just fucking take a cleaver to it. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of little bones, and that's I, I don't like. That, sometimes, they, sometimes when you get Indian food, they leave the bone in, and I can't. Uh, it's like no, don't, don't do that. You're gonna leave the bone in, and you're gonna leave it in a in a orientation that I expect. Then that's fine. But if you're gonna just hack it to pieces, and I gotta figure it out with my teeth, not into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Cool Runnings is fun. Um, let's see. I watched, uh, so I'll, I'll finish with the other. I watched Die Hard 2, which I think I've been too hard on in the past. I believe that movie's called Die Harder. Correct. It's better than I 
in my mind wanted to give it credit for. Like it's, it still happens at Christmas. It's basically like a big rehash. Like, and it's like, it's super self-aware, which are things that are strikes against it. Homer, I was in Die Hard. Die Hard. Uh, (laughs) It's still got, it's still got John McClane, like working with like, like, uh, a fish out of water black guy who's been thrust into the situation. What's the same black guy, isn't it? Isn't it the, no, the Al Powell helps him a little bit, but then you've got the guy who's in charge of like all radio signals for Dulles International Airport is like running around helping him out in this one. Oh, okay. And he's got like the half retarded janitor that's basically acts like his quest hub. Like he just keeps <laughs> coming back to that guy and then going off on his new missions. Now I want the diehard like Assassin's Creed game. So um, there's things about Die Hard 2 that I remember, like, shitting on. But in retrospect, you know, it's pretty – it's still pretty fun. Is it streaming anywhere? How would you watch this? I watched it on – it's either on HBO. I watched it on, through Amazon. I think it's on HBO. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so here's this little piece of movie trivia that maybe you guys all know, but I didn't, right? So the plot of Die Hard 2 is that the, the terrorists – remember when terrorists were a thing in movies? I feel like terrorists have fallen out of favor. With movies, like that's uh, all it was. European terrorists have fallen out of favor. Middle Eastern terrorists, yeah. Just, now I it's just they're... now it's just all Middle Eastern people. It's yeah. good point. So anyway, um, so the terrorists in this movie are trying to get this. Um, there's this Spanish uh, dictator who's coming in on a plane, and he's supposed to face. You know, he's the El Chapo, whatever. He's like the president of Venezuela or some shit. And he's supposed to come in on a plane, and then he's hired these commandos to, to hijack it and run them up. This, this, this country that he was the dictator president of is a country called Valverde. And I was like, where have I heard that name recently? I just recently watched Commando, and uh, what's his name? Not Armando Sante. Who's the guy who's the bad guy in, in Commando? Who's not, uh, it's not, not Wes. Wes? Um, oh, you know, it's here? like. Huh? It's not Udo Kier. <laughs> Fucking, it's. I can't uh, remember. I can't think of it. But you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Yeah, absolutely. Dan uh, Hedaya. Dan Hedaya. The bad, yeah, the bad guy from uh, Sister Act. He <laughs> he was the deposed president. Hell was the bad guy in Sister Act, not Dan Dan Hedaya. Nah. Wait, what? Yeah, Harvey Keitel was Whoopi Goldberg's like ex-boyfriend mobster guy. Is that true? Yeah. Dan Hedaya was the colonel or whatever in Alien 4, Gogs. That's yeah. correct. Okay, and I believe, I believe Dan Hedaya was, he, he's also in Blood Simple, and I think he was in Seinfeld or some character. I can't. Uh, yeah, he was sure. the bar in Blood Simple. <laughs> he was the bad guy in the Addams Family movie. Hmm. He's also in Mulholland Drive, which is a movie that I watched, but I didn't talk about because. Apparently, he's also in The Usual Suspects. But anyway, um, he's a great actor. I mean, I, yeah. I believe he passed away, but was Rip Dan Hedaya. But anyway, uh, so he was the in Commando. Dan Hedaya was the deposed president of Valverde. So that sent me down a rabbit hole. I was like, wait a minute. So I googled it. Fox made Die Hard Two. They made Commando. They also made a third movie called Predator. Where they send a loot a group of commandos <laughs> into a country called Valverde. Are you Valverde. fucking serious? So they're all yeah. in the same universe? 
they all apparently they're all in the same. Did you universe. stumble into some weird rabbit hole that no one has ever thought of? No, Forbes Forbes wrote an article about it. They said the five <laughs> billion Doctor Fox like universe, and it's there's those three movies all take place or have references to Val Verde, and they're That's all hilarious. And as, so I just, I is, like, is Val Verde a real place? No, it's yeah, not. yeah, I didn't think so. But like when I, because I watched Commando in the last month, and fucking, uh, you know, Dan Hedaya mentions Val Verde all the time. Like that name sounds super fucking familiar. So anyway, so that's my little piece of movie trivia. That's pretty I'll cool. Be a, Die Hard Two a lot better than I remember it. I, I think. I mean, there's some shit that's whack. Like there's no way that he could light that jet fuel and it would chase a plane getting ready to take off into the air and blow it up. But fine. Um, what about William Sadler's naked kata? William Sadler is like he's a legit so talking about movies that have legit heavies as opposed to the movie we watched, William Sadler's a legit heavy in that movie. Um like his like his like super tense, like rigid old man karate on that wing, really good. Like I, I love William Sadler in this movie. I wish he was the heavy in Red Steel or whatever we watched. Um because that guy, not so much. Um, then the last thing I watched was Hotel Artemis, which I really loved the first half. And then the second half just felt flat and unearned. And I was like, you had like, you had me, you had me like, I was in, like, I like this premise. Sean and Uh, Alec both saw that, right? Yeah. I thought it was fine. Yeah, Yeah, it was okay. I thought Jodie Foster was really bad, to be honest. I like Jodie Foster's performance in it. I thought she was. I thought everyone's performances were good. It's just like when the second act happens, like it's just like it's it's like rushed and just it didn't do anything for me. Um, Sterling K. Brown's really good in it. Um, that B- Botella, the 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 chick with the blade feet from Kingsman, whose name I never Sophia Botella. You were close. Yeah. Also the Mummy. Also yeah. the Mummy and Climax. Yeah, she's really good in it. Um, Goldblum's good in it for the minute and a half he's in it. Um, the, the guy, I can never remember his name, but Siler, fucking Spock. He's uh, good. Uh, J- uh, Zachary Kinto. Yeah. Like, everyone's, a fucking Charlie Day is real good in it. Like, everyone's good in it, um, but it's just not, the second half just kind of just feels rushed and just, un, just like, I didn't, All I think all of the, like, emotional weight they wanted to put behind it didn't, was unearned. It just didn't do anything for me. But it was like the I thought the concept was fun. Like it was a like the premise worked for me and like the ideas and like what everything. What is the concept again? I I've never it's seen been, it. They took the hotel from John Wick and made a whole movie about that. Like it's a, basically it's an underground scumbag hospital. Oh, okay. And it's you have to like be a member of it, right? Like pay dues, and then you can go there whenever you get banged up as a bad guy. Right, and it's run. It's run by like disgraced uh, Doctor uh, Jody Foster and her heavy-handed uh, orderly uh, Batista. And it's got like it's is got he, like. Is he the best part of the movie? His little glasses are, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and like it's got like it's set in like the not too distant. It's like it's like Looper esque in the sense that it's set in like the not too distant future, but you can see it from here, like kind of tech and shit like and it was it was cool 
And like the aesthetic of the whole hotel was cool. Well, you can see time machines from where we are right now. And yeah, I think I said it when I talked about it on the show. But like all the world building, all the shit that's going on outside of the hotel is really well done. Yeah, it's just the story's not super interesting. No, they they build up right. I I I agree. Like they give you all these pieces that they could do something really cool with, and what they do with it isn't that great. Hey, I meant to, I didn't want to interrupt you. We were talking about Die Hard 2, but Gogs, you'll appreciate this. You know, Die Hard, the last one, the really bad one? Yeah. When we watched, that's the only movie that was actually written to be a Die Hard movie. Every other Die Hard movie was adapted for some other project. Really? Yep. But after the first Die Hard, everything, like, that went so gangbusters that they were just starting to crank them out. Like, what was, what was this supposed to be? Well, Die Hard was based on a book. Die Hard 2 was based on another book. Three, I think, was a, a different script. Four was another script. And five was the only one that was ground up, written as a Die Hard movie. So you got four Doki Doki panics, and then you get an actual Mario Brothers We love game. that reference. <laughs> we, love, we love that Doki Doki panic reference. But the guy that wrote Die Hard 5 or whatever was Skip Woods, the same guy that wrote Swordfish and fucking uh, oh, and, and, the, and also, didn't he write the fucking Grinder? That movie? Oh, what the hell is the name of that movie? I don't know if you wrote it. I know David Ayer directed it. What the fuck's the name of that movie, Sean? Uh, fuck. What is it? Ten, <laughs> Ten Little Indians is what it's based on. What the fuck is it actually called? I can't remember. It's got Arnold in it. And it's Grinder and Neck. Neck. The one guy's name is Neck. <laughs> Neck. <laughs> and some, some, some guy, somebody, somehow his RV gets put on a train track. Like in the middle. Oh, that movie's great. What the fuck is the name of that movie? I gotta look this up now. But this, but this is one of those movies. This is one of the ones that lands on one of the rare ones that lands on the good side of, or a decent side for, uh, well, Die Hard 2 for Rennie Harlan. Like, it was one of his. Oh, he's real hit or miss, Rennie Harlan. Three movies I like, I guess. What about, what, what are the three? Cliffhanger. Yeah. This and The Long Kiss Goodnight. What about Nightmare on Elm Street 4? He. Oh, Emma Gray's a producer. Oh, let me see. Let me check his directing credits. My bad. I was on the wrong list. Four is the Dream Warriors, right? Yeah. It's not that one, though. Four is the Dream Master. I think he did He did four. He did four. He was, was four. four. I was right. So, Die Hard 2, Cliffhanger. Hmm. Did he not do The Long Kiss? He did do The Long Kiss Goodnight. I thought Luke Besson directed that for some reason. Um, I can't remember. Did I like twelve rounds? I don't think I did. You like Deep Blue Sea? I like parts of Deep Blue Sea. I never you seen like Deep Blue Sea. It's hard not to though. Oh, the movie with Neck and Grinda was Sabotage. 2014's Sabotage. Oh, how can I forget 2014 Best Picture Sabotage? <laughs> Neck Grinda. But yeah, that's that. That's everything I watch. I started watching Fantastic Mr. Fox, but then that got interrupted. But the the first half of it that I watched, I still that's a good I movie. Still like, I'd like. I think I like to get Sean's opinion on it since he liked uh, Isle of Dogs, and this is another. This is basically shot the same way, and it's gotten almost. Well, it's 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 always the same cast, so it's you know. Yeah, like give that. me like six or seven years, I might get around to it. That's fine. It's fair. It's fair. But that's that's everything I watched. So no one Wes Anderson movie per decade. So uh, Biden will allow. 
that brings us to Steel Dawn. Gogs, what the hell happened in this fucking movie? This is the most, this was a very boring apocalypse. I don't know what happened because the way you were describing, um, I guess Capone Mm -hmm. was sort of like the same way this movie, like there's like, it's like, there's no, it sort of just happens and you don't, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Like, like this movie, the movie opens. The movie opens with Patrick Swayze standing on his head for some reason, and then fighting like sand people. But that I was interested in. That I was like, okay, this is weird. Let's see where this goes. Like, I didn't know if this was going to turn into something more akin to um, what's the movie about the murder robot they found in the desert? Um, Hardware two thousand. Hardware. Like, oh. Like maybe it's gonna get like real strange and like that, but no. I, just... I feel like they spent their entire budget on shrieking in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That real quick before we get into the movie proper, it was this just me or did would the when you guys stream this, did yours like stop like every like end of every frame almost like it was like sputtering but like everything else was like when it cut cut to commercial everything else was like crystal clear the fidelity didn't break down in my stream but like it was like every like every other frame it was like it like froze for a second it was really annoying i didn't have i didn't have that problem but you could tell it was a vhs transfer so not only did it look like dog shit it sounded terrible yeah. Well, did it open? It was Lions. Like it, when it opened with the Lionsgate thing, I was like, "Oh, interesting." They must. Well, I guess Lionsgate must have bought it because it's yeah. a Western right. video yeah. movie. Yeah, I figured that when I saw that, I was like, "They must have <laughs> bought it and then put it out." Why would they have spent money on it? Because it they probably cost them nothing. Like they probably, probably Tubi's paying them money for it right now. They're making yeah. money. And um, like, it, yeah, like, this movie took a fucking. Bath, like I think it was like three point five mil was the budget, and made like half a million. Yeah, I made five hundred k. Yeah, and like, everyone, everyone, like the writer of this, just wrote nothing but trash. The director made nothing but trash. Like it's bad. Anyway, I'm sorry, guys. So, what is the the plot of this film? The, the quote unquote. Plot, the loose plot of this movie is like, I guess there was a there was sand storms that wiped the earth clean. And now you was got- a war. I thought it was a that war. was World War Three. Was it? Yeah, because they kept they, that's what like the right, they like the opening crawl, right, or something like they and they not, well they're like war, they're like all soldiers and warriors. Yeah, they bring it up another one of those apocalypse movies. I don't understand what happened to like any piece of technology to include like denim. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like World War Three was so horrific that it like obliterated everything. Yeah, yeah. Not, there's nothing but sand and swords now. They don't have guns. They don't have like cars or tanks or planes or nothing. No, and they've got um. So you've got you've got him just sort of wandering the wasteland, like meditating and just, I guess, as like a freelance like sword for hire. And then he comes across his old sensei. Yeah, partner, it's, it's like something. his commander. I think is the word they used. And he is going out to be a peacekeeper. He's basically doing the mission from the beginning of episode one. Like, he's going to be a peacekeeper for this new, like, uh, township or something. Well, the movie's and- a cross between the Road Warrior, specifically, and the first Conan movie, but it's all the boring parts of those movies. <laughs> yes. 
See, I thought this movie was like after, like, well, I think I was texting you guys. Like while I was watching, I was like, "This is the plot of Roadhouse." Like he is the cooler coming to this town. His old man friend gets killed, and he ends up getting his dick kicked in. But then he loses his mind to some broad who's not that hot, and no. then he goes to fight the guy in his own house. Like Matt. it is. Oh yeah, hair crimpers must whatever those things are that make noodle hair like must <laughs> survive the apocalypse. Yeah. That- that broad was Patrick Swayze's IRL wife until he died. No he kidding. For like 30 years. Damn. He could have done much better. Yeah, she way so out kicked her coverage. Yeah. He could, Chi-Chi Rodriguez would have been a better better uh, wife for him. <laughs> than, uh, the golfer? No, uh, John Lake was almost character. Oh, that's true. Um, so, like, so the movie is just like he goes to this town. He basically takes up. He does the mission that his his buddy gets assassinated in a bar in some sort of water poison battle. Uh, <laughs> that was so get, like, fucking stupid. You've got, like, I like the, how in that. I'm sorry, guys, but I like how in that scene he drinks just a little bit of poison. And, like, he knows it's poison because <laughs> it's poison that's only like uh, the effects are only last enough to advance the plot, right? <laughs> and like the like, water. Here's the thing I don't understand about this universe. Like, water is such a scarce resource that people are fighting wars over it, but it's not such a scarce resource that when that guy from uh, Fifth Element gets too drunk in that town that that they can afford to throw an entire bucket of it into his face to try and sober him up. There's a lot of inconsistencies. And that's uh, Byron Byron James, is that his name? He was in Blade Runner, too. He's one of the replicants in Blade Runner. Brian is the guy's name. It's just spelled weird. Brian, that's it. Thanks, Sean. Um, So he goes to this, he makes his way to this village that has. So I might have missed some of this because I was fading in and out. I don't think you did. (laughs) He walks up to the gate, right? And she like locks this gate that like literally, like a person in a wheelchair could hop over. Like (laughs) I have no idea what security (laughs) is doing for them. But. He walks up to it. He's kind of like chatting her up, and then he looks behind her. And he sees like like a pyramidal thing. Yeah, what like, the fuck was that? Yeah, that, they didn't. That, Did I don't know. That, that, they never. That never came back. I was like, what? They focused on it. Yeah. What, what like, the fuck that, was that? I was like, what is it? And then never happens. Okay, great. So I didn't miss anything. No. So then, like, I'm gonna be a farmhand now. So he stays there. He changes out of his his warrior of the waste wandering garb to like just normal farmhand rags. He doesn't know how to plant onions. They go through his shit and steal his sword, which I was wondering if the Book of Eli's sword was a callback to, with its little speed holes in it. I don't know. Um, that sword looked like not the Book of Eli's sword, but this movie's sword. I thought that sword looked like dog shit. I hated. I have- hey, Gogs, like. What is the purpose of wearing the sword blade up on your belt so it's constantly banging into your arm? I have like the most weeby complaint about this. Like when he's walking around with the sword with the fucking hilt down and the blade up, I was like, why? Like, why are you doing this? It doesn't make like no sheath of any kind. It's just blade and arm. It's just slapped onto the side. Yeah, and I don't know. But anyway, so he's he's hanging out there. You find out that like they're they're trying to form a city. And the bad guy is just some old douche who you don't care about. He's also, not- this the the township that he goes to is made up of the guy from Blade Runner, this chick with crimpy hair, this annoying kid, and then an like, incredibly gay doctor. Oh, he only shows up yeah. for like one scene. 
he's in the scene. He delivers the message, and then he's in the he's in there. He's in the can you dig it sequence. Yeah. That but, but they're also in the township is just two retards. Like I didn't understand their characters. Well, that was that was just that wasn't a township. That was just her farm. That was her farm. That the township was going to be all of those people. Well, well, it, it, I don't mean it as a township. I mean it like the settlement or whatever. Yeah. Like this was the 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 her seed farm. the seed of what they were going to build into a, a city later on. So, I, so and those and none of those people like no one in like, God bless him. Patrick Swayze is trying his hardest. He's doing uh, as, as best as he can with his all. He's doing his theory. level best. No one else in this movie can act. No. No one else in this movie can act. Um, so eventually, shit just keeps happening. Like, people sort of get in fights, but they never but Nothing of fall. any real consequence. No. And eventually, the heavy gets wind of the fact that Dalton's in town, and he hires his own heavy to come in and fight... Uh, fight him because and Arnold Bocklo is not getting it done. And that heavy, the guy that they hi- that he hires is the same guy that killed his sensei. Correct. Also, real with, quick, a, with a knee knife. That motherfucker is the best part of this movie. His He sounds like, like the whole time I was thinking, he sounds exactly like uh, fucking Ozymandias. He's like he this weird Shakespearean way of speaking and it cracks uh, I thought he was terrible. Oh, it's awful. But it's like so funny because he's got like he looks like he looks like the backup bass player from like Rat. His his haircut and his like his Go ahead, Alec, I'm sorry. That wig that they gave him like (laughs) doesn't make any sense. What the like What are you thinking? Like you you like it's like they got it from Motley Crue or like hey it's like his part would have to go like around his head, like hemispheric. Like his it's hair was so bad. But then, but but you see him, and he looks like this like crazy, insane, you know, like assassin guy. But he's like, "I told you, I have honor. You should not. You should have not interrupted our duel. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to stab you with my knee, you son of a bitch." It's so bad. Yeah, he is like excitably British. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like his. It, like, who came up with that character? Like, why would he look like that and then talk like that? Like, it's absurd. Yeah. So, like, so a bunch of a bunch of adventures ensue. Someone steals a pump. Someone else steals a pump. There's three titties. There, um, you know, it's, when you guys told me in the in the text that there was three titties, I thought you were joking. And then when it happened, I was like, you guys weren't kidding. There's legit three titties in this movie. Um. Then you know. Stuff continues to happen, really, with no consequence until the bad guy decides that he's had enough. And <laughs> for, for reasons. For, for plot reasons. Also, and, the bad guy's farm is just, like, a pile of scaffolding. Like, I didn't... Yeah. <laughs> this movie, like, if you're gonna have a movie that's nothing but, like, the only thing in it is fighting, like, the fighting needs to be better choreographed. <laughs> it desperately needs guns. Yes. Yeah. But there was... There was like so. Then eventually, they kidnap the kid after a battle in the town, and that draws Dalton over to the other farm. But before that happens, for some reason, his real life wife, who I just found out about, locks him in a closet so that she can go confront the bad guy. And now there's two hostages, and there was a dropped wind wagon plot that then comes back for like the world's slowest, stupidest car chase. Also, those wind wagons look like dog shit. <laughs> they look. There's a scene like where after the wind wagon scene, 
And I think after Voslo gets murdered, like when he sends the other guy, the giggling guy back to fight him, yeah. there's like the way they shot the scene, it looks like fucking uh, Swayze's like 50 yards away <laughs> and then it cuts back and the next scene he's right in front of him. <laughs> there's, uh, so Swayze just sort of just kills everyone and then that's that. He boot, he throws a knife through, he, he fucking murders the other heavy after like a slow, boring sword fight. A slow, boring sword fight at one point where I guess the best take was Patrick Swayze was standing on a cart. And the oh, oh, I'm, I'm the so cart. glad. I'm so glad I wasn't the only one that noticed this. Yeah. He's he reacts before the cart moves. Swayze falls and then the cart moves. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I saw that's, that's one. Like, that's the one you kept? Yeah, he kicks the cart, and then he falls, but then the cart moves. Then the cart goes. I was like, what the fuck am I seeing? <laughs> and then the he end, must have been running, running out of golden time on that one. Like, Swayze, at some point earlier, he banged the old lady, which I guess was a callback to his real life. And then he... Uh, it's a callback to real life. So, <laughs> you get... Like, and they, like eventually, it all... It all ends and i guess it's a happily i forget does he even walk off to, he walks off into the sunset yeah it's a mad yeah. it's a mad max ending he I mean, leaves her to to create the colony but he can't be around people right because so she because she has water underneath her land that she found out somehow yeah it's like it's also like so believes he's some kind of violent magnet like yeah. that there's some kind of exterior force just compelling violence towards him oh yeah i forgot about that he's like violence just comes near me it's like what but like they never bring up those sand people again. No, literally, no. like were, I was interested in those. I was like, "Ooh, what is this about?" Never comes. Literally, up. like swim underneath through sand, pop up randomly. Those and, like, guys have to be so hot. Yeah. <laughs> and he they cuts like, one of their arms off. It was like Scrooge McDuck in the fucking money bin. I was like, okay. This is interesting. Well, there's so is- much. There's so much world building that's just like half a line of dialogue because like. In the very beginning, when he's talking to his sensei in that bar, he's like, they're talking about, like, the council and all this other crap, and none of that ever comes in. Like, you don't really, like, it's all just, like, lip service. Like, it, this movie felt like there's, like, eight books explaining the rest of this fucking world somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, like I was, I'm worried that, like, sometimes, because we've seen the raid in John Wick, that we expect a certain level of action, but we've seen a lot of, like, batshit insane 80s and 90s action movies on this show that were fun. Yeah, like Class like, of 99, I, I, Class of 84. Like any those Dolph Lundgren movie. Perfect examples of a fun, poorly acted, fucking bananas, like a bananas romp. Like but like, what it. is this movie supposed to be about? Because there's <laughs> no real exposition, like you mentioned. The action scenes are terrible. It's just a lot of kind of like wandering and picking, like pickaxing sand for some reason. It's yeah. just slow and stupid and like, quiet. And it's like, kind of like, it's kind of like they smashed up like uh, the Dollars trilogy with Tank Girl and yeah. then went, <laughs> Well, like, there's a part towards the beginning of this movie where Patrick Swayze's just walking towards the settlement or whatever, but that sequence lasts for like five or six minutes. They also introduce a dog that never comes back, and it's like, what the fuck was that for? Like, Yeah, the dog shows up again like at the end for like a second. For nothing. actually do anything. Yeah. That, like, the... The one part where they go and they do like the little, they do the raid mission to go get the shit. And then he comes back and he's getting all the glory and he's trying. 
Like he's trying to like share whatever, share the. No, no, the, no. That. <laughs> let me interrupt you for a second, guys. Right. That scene is fucking hilarious because so they that him uh, uh, Swayze and uh, Brian James Jones. What's his name, Sean? James Brian James Brian James. They go raid and steal this this fan or whatever the motor or whatever the fuck it is. Oh. Pump, pump. They steal a pump from the, the bad guy's camp and they come back and then everybody at the, the farm like is just dousing fucking Patrick Swayze with fucking uh, praise. And he says once, he says once, I didn't do it alone. And then they keep on heaping on the praise, heaping on the praise. And then he just runs off and celebrates like he doesn't ever <laughs> stop him and go, no, it was, you know, that dude. Harvey, I'm Am back. I the only one that thought that little kid's name was Jugs for like most of the movie? <laughs> it wasn't Jugs. What is it? Jux with an X. Jux with an X. So, I thought it was Jugs too. It's a post-apocalypse, yeah, like, so it's got to have names with X's in it. But yeah, that that like that scene where he's just like, it's the Harvey on Batman, like just like just no, I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't do it by myself. But then I'm not going to bother. Did you not expect that the the kid learning how to meditate would come back in some way and never does. I thought no, he's anything, he's just, like, anything would come back in this movie. He's just like, he's just there. It was just a weekend for him. Like this is, well, so anyway, that all goes down. Right. And then, uh, Brian James or whatever his name is, gets drunk and goes off. And I sort of, well, actually when he left, I kind of hoped that one of two things was going to happen. One, they would find him crucified in front of what's his name's like village, like, like fucking road warrior style or two. He would, he would join that camp and be like the hunchback from fucking 300 and like help like mess with their undoing. But instead he right. just gets drunk and then he apologizes and everything's fine. Like, All right, but then so he well. died and then and he, he dies. Yeah. Protecting uh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah, I, I desperately want this movie to be the Road Warrior, and it never, I mean, obviously it's not, but like it never even approaches that level of excitement. No, but it's like a really shitty version of the Road Warrior. Like, I feel like it feels like it's the Road Warrior. Like, when they made this, this is they, that's what they thought they were making. Yeah, like, I'm sure know. Patrick Swayze, when his film, when this was like, or at least at the very beginning, was like, fuck yeah. He's like yeah. five picture minimum. Well, even yeah, Gog said it, but like he's the only one that's trying in this movie. He is like he really is trying. I mean, I think everybody's trying, but they're just terrible. Like he's they're the not accurate. Then. Like because he's like he's like his his line delivery. Like his he's on point. Like he's he's giving it the full sways. But I mean, he's playing Bodie. He's playing that Patrick Swayze, that stoic, like intense jaw, squinty eye thing, and it just. The movie around it doesn't work. At no, all. the movie's god awful. So but, yeah, <laughs> so that's that's real steel or whatever the fuck we watch. Real steel. <laughs> yeah, steel. I think we should just do. A, a, we've done three movies with the word steel in the title, and they've all been bad. What we, we do, our, so? What we was the third steel? one? Man of Steel, Real oh, Steel, Steel Dawn. They do Steel Steel. I forgot we watched Man of Steel. Ugh, we haven't watched Steel yet. Release the Snyder Cut. Oh, I cannot wait. Like, I'm going to fly home <laughs> to watch it for you guys. It's going to be bad, right? Who was it that posted? Because I was going to share it, but I think it was TJ posted the release the Landis Cut of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> I, I forget that. Did you see the one that Movie Cucks, the Facebook page Movie Cucks, 
they posted um this article the the guy i can't think of his name but the guy that directed uh blue is the warmest color he directed up to 60 hours of hardcore lesbian sex and they're like release his cut <laughs> like if, if nobody's if somebody's unfamiliar with john landis's twilight zone movie he got vic morrow and two children decapitated with a helicopter by working them after hours yeah it didn't make it in the movie <laughs> yeah wait like legit decapitated oh you never heard no. that story yeah he should oh, be yeah. in jail. Be gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Google that. The whole Landis family are questionable at best. Well, Max Landis is a real piece of shit, right? Yeah, and his dad's not great. His dad got yeah. Two, as far as I know, Max killed. Landis hasn't actually violently murdered anybody. <laughs> John's done some. He's actually done some stuff I like, though, right? Yeah, but he killed people. <laughs> You're missing the point. Yeah, I mean, like he brother. violated like every labor law. Protection law to get this scene, which got them all killed. I yeah. mean, I like I like eggs, but I also like omelets. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. No. <laughs> Just all right. All right. Let's. Uh, I think let's move on to five knuckle shuffle time. Alec. Oh. Alec. Dip. Uh. This is tough. It is tough. How low? How like, low can you go? I don't know. Like a two? It's like a two. It's yeah, a two. Like we've seen much worse. We've seen worse things than this. This movie's biggest crime is just that it's boring. Yeah, it's like kind of competently made, but it's boring. Yeah, like if you give me a. A 1987 American post-apocalyptic science fiction western, it can't be boring. Oh, it is. Like, <laughs> you, like, like you can't make that movie boring. If you yeah, do, the fact that they made it boring is kind up. of like, like, it's a feather in their cap. They were able to take that concept and make it boring. Well, I'm sure, uh, who directed it? Conrad or Lance Hool. I'm sure he'll, uh, yeah, he'll take that feather in his cap. Uh, do you got? Does anybody got Lance Hool's IMDb? Because it is pretty funny. It's not. I already looked at. It, it's bad. I'm on Wikipedia. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> I remember when the credit opening credits were rolling. It said it was music by Brian May. Yeah, I th- yeah is that, is that, that. Queen nope, Brian not, May? Not that Brian May. Oh, <laughs> well, they must want you to think that because it's like all over the posters and shit. Yeah. yeah, not that Brian May. It's some Australian guy with a mustache named Brian May. That's funny as shit. He's yeah, like I... one of the most uh, most well-renowned Australian movie composers. I will say the music in it isn't bad. Like it doesn't no. match the the tones of the scenes because the movie's so terrible. But, but the music... I, like, I expected it to be like when yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, Brian May, and then the music was like, I was like, this well, doesn't everybody. Good I mean, who? Be. Who else would see Brian May and not think of the guy from Queen? I mean, he's very he's a very famous musician. Yeah, he's a very famous boy. Boy. Um, yeah, I think I said two. So yeah, it's a two. Yeah. It's just like I, I don't understand. Like I don't even like westerns. But like, how do you how do you mess this up? <laughs> and without, it's, I feel like without too too much tweaking. In the hands of a competent director and a competent writer, like a few nips and tucks here and a little uh, course corrections here and there. And this potentially could be like a really fun movie. 
Well, it just yeah. turn like with like wait, it would just turn into it would literally be the Road Warrior. Like that's what it would happen. Which is not bad. It's good. Which is great. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, this whole the movie was filmed in Namibia. Where is that? Africa? Southern Africa. So that's they couldn't awesome. even get. They didn't even have Australia money. They filmed <laughs> it in Namibia. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> they should have gotten the Captain Alex guy. He probably wasn't alive yet. Uh, that's not Namibia, <laughs> but it's the same. same. Africa's Africa's pretty small, right? It's yeah. right around the corner. Yeah, Africa's a pretty small continent. Parody. I understand how big Africa is. It's a joke. Sure, <laughs> sure you do. Shout to big Africa. Oh, TJ. Oh, I also give this movie a two. It fucking sucks. Um, it's. You know, it, it, Sean, I'm going to steal one of Sean's old bits. It's in focus, so you got to give it at least a point. And Patrick Swayze, like, does a good job with his terrible material. Uh, but it is so fucking boring. This is one of the, the prime examples of, you know, so many times we watch a movie that's short. I think this movie is right around an hour and a half. But it feels so fucking long. I was watching this and just dying. Like, I was, like, on my... I was... You know, obviously now, you know, we don't watch the movies together, but I was on my phone the whole time. I'm just like waiting for something to happen. And the fights are bad. The 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 supposed scenes to break up the monotony of just wandering through the desert are terrible. Uh it's just not very good. It it felt a lot like um the what I always forget the title of this movie. We watched it on the show Blood of Heroes. No, bloody and solar baby. Actually, you could watch all three of those at the same time, like back to back to back, and they feel very similar. This is the least interesting of of the three of those movies, though. But mm-hmm. they share a lot of DNA. Where it's like you have you have like a writer, I think that has big ideas, but doesn't know how to like express those big ideas, and just comes up with this bullshit, like. You know, I love I love science fiction movies that have a lot of great world building. You know, I think like all the good science fiction movies, like uh, like like a Blade Runner, like a Road Warrior, they they have they don't tell you everything about the world, but you gleam. Even Star Wars, the first one, you gleam so much from just how the story progresses. And this, I feel like this movie, the writer feels like he's doing that but it doesn't work like at all. Like, I don't give a fuck about this world. I want to get out of it as quickly as fucking possible. Um, it's a two for me, dog It is uh, fucking terrible. So and, the guy who wrote this, oh, sorry. he, the guy who wrote this directed the movie, the last Legion. What was that? That was, uh, is Colin Firth and Ben Kingsley. And it's basically about, uh, the beginning of the uh, Knights of the Round Table, but they're coming from Rome. Oh, and you saw it. We saw it. <laughs> saw it. Yeah, it is bad. <laughs> it's real bad. Um, it's a terrible movie. So he should be just. He should never work again. Yeah. It. Uh. All right. So Sean. Uh, it's a one. I, I don't know if we need to do like a shared screen or something, but I find these movies like impossible to watch <laughs> <Yeah>. by myself. 
like it's like I can just shut it off because like I don't I don't have to I'm not breaking any like party rules or anything. I can just shut it off and watch it later. <laughs> oh, just read the Wikipedia page. The, the synopsis. I mean, the Wikipedia. Even the guy writing the Wikipedia synopsis was bored. It's like eight sentences long, <laughs> but it somehow covers the entire movie. What was that like, guy? Just, what was that guy that we liked for a, a long time? Hugo. Yeah. Like I, it's like yeah, it's in focus, but I mean, it's nothing you haven't seen in a million things, and that's fine. Like we love a lot of movies that are, you know, full of tropes, but it's just fucking nothing happens. <laughs> and when shit does happen, it's like moving at quarter speed. So like you can't even get in. There's no like stakes because it's so slow. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is, yeah, no, I know exactly. Like, what there's you're... no sudden violence. Even like the one time where they have a chance to do a good gag, where the guy gets impaled, they don't show anything. Yeah, I, I, like I, I don't know. Like I don't know if this is a movie that's trying to, like, because this is way after like the Road Warrior and Star Wars and shit. So like, when did this come out? It had to be like eighty-seven or eighty-eight, right? It was. It was eighty-seven. So like, what is the market for these movies? <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, like, I, I could see why, you know, somebody would think, like, if I'm Patrick Swayze, like, oh, this is going to be, like, a big break for me, but, like, I don't know, I feel like this is a movie that people would convince themselves they like in, like, a cult kind of way, kinda, like a Night of the Comet or something. Well, it's funny that you say that, because I'm kind of surprised it hasn't gotten that, because there's plenty of terrible movies that people are like, no, it's a cult classic, and you're like, uh. Well, I mean, with Lionsgate buying it, unless they just acquired all these movies, like they just bought Vestron or something, like, I don't know why you would buy it unless there's some kind of following for it, no well, matter how cheap it is. Well, you you just hit it there. They there's probably They probably have something in their catalog that's not bad, and they probably just bought all of them together, I would guess. Yeah. That, or they bought anything that had a named actor in it. Like Swayze, right. because then way that way. Oh, you think this is like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new generation scenario? Oh, absolutely. I think this is a movie where I think we talked about it briefly last week before we even watched it. But this is probably something that was filmed way before Swayze broke huge, right? And then it got stuck on the shelf because it's fucking terrible. But then he get he you know Roadhouse came out or whatever you know his early successes were came out. And then they put it out because he's in it. And then his name was probably the biggest name on the, the VHS tape at the time. You know, this kind of stuff happens. It used to happen a lot, like, back in the... I mean, this came out after Dirty... This came out the same year as Dirty Dancing. I mean, he was already a, a known... But, see, that, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, you, it came out then, but, like, when was this shot? I bet it was shot oh. way before. You know what Dude. I mean? Well, and it could have just never got a home release until way later, too, like you said, because, like, well, Dirty Dancing was huge. But, like, if they came out the same year, who also – who saw both of those movies? You know what I mean? Right. Who uh, – what did you say the name of the studio is that produced this? Vestron, V-E-S-T-R-O-N, I think. Maybe they had uh, maybe they had a storage locker that they hadn't paid dues on, and then the sale, and it's like you got all of these movies out of it. Well, you know, I think they know. still exist in some fashion, or somebody owns the name because they've released a bunch of Blu-rays lately. They're all like fifty dollars. I think Chopping Mall is one of them. Oh, they put out Chopping Mall initially. Yeah, I think they own that. Chopping Mall is great. Chopping Mall is great. But yeah, three and a half million dollars. I don't know what they spent it on. It certainly wasn't sets or costumes. Like. Sand. 
Maybe they bought Namibia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, they fucking sponsored some kind of coup so they could shoot them. <laughs> uh, this movie bought by the CIA. Yeah, it's like a blood diamond movie. <laughs> so they, the, the, uh, Vesteran made Dirty Dancing, Earth Girls Are Easy, Blue Steel. <laughs> so they made some movies where I could see. They were acquired by Lionsgate in 2003. Oh, there you go. Do you think, do you think they had Swayze under a contract? Like a so many picture deal. Well, if, if he did Dirty Dancing and they put it out, I would guess, yeah. Probably. They probably didn't have a choice on this one. They're like, guess what you're getting to do next? Johnny Castle. Uh, were they still doing like studio deals in '87? Do you think? Oh like, yeah, smaller, sure. smaller studios probably were with people that didn't. I mean, like, this was his first. I mean, fucking uh, Dirty Dancing was his first. I mean, he was in Red Dawn. Who put out Red Dawn? I don't uh, know. I thought it was the same company, wasn't? Um, but like, he really didn't get on. Like, Dirty Dancing was his first real. Real thing, I think. Thank you. All right, so Sean. Uh, So so here, uh, sorry, did Sean you give your number, Sean? Yeah, it's a one. Did everybody go? The Gogs needs to go. Okay, I have I have Vestrin's uh, catalog here. Go ahead. Gogs goes. No, just do it now. Just do it now. Okay. Uh, Do it live. So movies that I actually (laughs) slaughter high. I've seen Sean and I have seen that. I think we watched that. Uh, yeah, I think so. Some of the highlights: Dirty Dancing, The Princess Bride. Whoa! Uh, oh, now there's a bunch that are waxwork. Oh, I've oh, seen that. Uh, young Guns. What? Okay. I love Young Guns. Earth Girls are easy. When did tw- this? Must be a different Twister. When did Twister come out? In the nineties. This says eighty nine. So this must be a different one. A different twister. That's a. Um, yeah, it's about the board game. It's about KFC twisters. <laughs> Anybody remember uh, those? About titty twisters. Little monsters. <laughs> little monsters. <laughs> little monsters, good. Yeah, and then they their subsidiary released. I guess not Chud One, but Chud Two. Bud the Chud. Bud the Chud. Gogs oh, loves that movie. Uh, Lightning Pictures, which I guess Vestron owned, class of nineteen ninety nine. Hell yeah. <laughs> So, Ghoulies 3. Okay. Well, that's is that where they go to college? That is the one they go to college. <laughs> yeah, Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies go to college. <laughs> i tell you what, Bud 2, uh, Chud 2, Bud the Chud is such a, uh, a de- like, a change of pace from the first one. Like, it is such a whack, like, it's like an insanely different movie. I love that movie. Dude, I love it. With, with all the shit that they had, though, they had enough bangers that uh you can see why Lionsgate would have bought such a yeah. like a no name studio. They had a few uh a few yeah, if, if Lionsgate gets residuals on dirty dancing then that's probably worth the sale at all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Got- Gogs, sorry. Sorry for the No, that was that was informative, Al. For the parlay. Um so uh, I I'm torn. I'm torn between like like a two, but I feel like a two warrants means that I had an emotional response to it, which I had see, not. Oh, are you see, this is this is this is where I was too. I was like, does I'm, this get a five? Because I, I didn't. Was, I walked into this as a five because I will forget about this movie. This movie was just 
this it was fucking nothing. This movie was seltzer water. Like this movie is like I have it has no impact. It didn't even it's it's so what is, if you're gonna be boring, at least be terrible. What's our yeah, normal metric? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna be boring, be confusing. Yeah. Confusing. Right. Like it's it's just so like it's the really banal. Are, it's really, really the, banal. The the plot is like super <laughs> straight line. Like the plot is A to B, but you just don't care. Like I don't care. It, it like the 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 sand people crawling through the ground had me at the beginning. I was like, okay, well maybe this is gonna get weird. It, nothing never shows up again. Never gets mentioned. Like it's just like it's just like bleh. I yeah. just don't give a fuck. Like so, I was like, it's a five, I guess, because it 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 warranted. It didn't even make me mad. Like if a movie made me mad, then I can at least get you know like fucking original Point Break. I can at least get angry about it and give it a zero. Like this. What? Had I'm gonna tag up with Gogs and amend my score to a five as well. <laughs> I, you know, I've had this feeling too, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, it, it was really, I, I did have an emotion because it was terrible. So I did not, nothing. Just the whole time I just kept, I, I was like, sit, I might as well have been in a waiting room. I was just sitting there <laughs> waiting for something to happen. Yeah, and then the credits happened, and I was like. Imagine right. being at the dentist's office if this is playing on the TV. <laughs> or like Jiffy Lube or something. Like, Ugh. <laughs> this is the only channel we got. You're stuck watching Steel Dawn. You know, in that scenario, I'm probably sitting there with a. I'm probably sitting there with a two because then because now it's inconvenienced my life. But this, I was like, I watched it. I had like I had it going on on this monitor. I had fucking Borderlands going on in this monitor. I was like, oh, you were playing video games. I mean, I should have played video. I I take this shit way too seriously. I was actually watching this movie with my whole attention. I I legitimately watched the first like thirty minutes of it. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I see where this is going. I mean, I I caught all the I caught all the beats. Like I caught all the dumb shit. That's the thing. Like, there's no beats to catch. Like you. I should have done something else. It's my fault, not yours. But like, that's like, like I just, I guess that's part of my score. Like, if it had warranted me turning my eyes away for longer, then I'd be like, oh, okay, then yeah, this has got something to it. But no, it's just, ugh. um, yeah. I mean, shout out, shout out to Tubi for putting it out there for free. Like, dude, Tubi's pretty great. I gotta say. Tubi's yeah, like great. as we're talking, it's still rolling through these kind of movies. So, Battle Beyond the Stars is on right now, and that movie rules. Yeah, that's, like, Battle Beyond the Stars. The uh, the spaceship has tits. Nice. Look at that spaceship, Sean, and tell me it doesn't have tits. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that spaceship has tits. You're not talking about Battle of the Network Stars. No, Battle Beyond the Stars. It's a weird, like, sci-fi movie that came out in the late seventies, I think. But yeah, so that's the that's that's it's like it's 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 a five, I guess, because it really invoked maybe a four, but it invokes no emotional response. I do not care. All right. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, Steel Dawn. Uh, Alec, what's next month again? Domo Arigato, Mr. <laughs> Robot June. Do you know, do you have any idea what you're going to pick? Um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to think about it a little bit, but I'll. Uh, can I, can I give you a suggestion? Tomorrow morning. Can I give tomorrow, you a suggestion? I'll to watch it since I don't, well, I'm off. Sean's probably working. Yeah, I'm working. Is Robo is RoboCop a robot, or yes. is that not? Yes, but you I mean, can't pick one. You can only well, pick no, two. I'm pick three. two if I pick any of them. Pick three. 
Oh no! <laughs> I'm not watching RoboCop three by myself. Hey, hey, Alec. There's a really good Korean movie called I I can't remember the fucking full title. It's the same guy that made Old Boy, and it's called like I'm a robot and that's okay. It's excellent. I I think that's the title, but it's by I, love, I might pick Chopping Mall. I do love Korean stuff. I know you do. That's why I, I, Robot I, Frank is really good, but it's kind of sad. It's a little sad. I don't know what I'm gonna pick. God damn, there's a lot of stuff. I'm going to pick Metropolis and make you guys watch a fucking silent film. Mm. Mm. At least I can do other stuff while I watch it. Yeah, like yank it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not actually going to pick Metropolis. <laughs> it's probably like four hours long. It's an old it's, movie, isn't it? It's, Why don't you pick that, the, like the CGI like bombastic remake of Metropolis? You remember when they released it as some kind of weird animated thing or something? Oh, that that's actually not terrible. That's um by... I can't. Is it Otomo? The, I think it's Otomo, the Akira guy. It's it's actually not bad, and it's interesting because it's not a remake of Metropolis. It's it's by a guy that never saw Metropolis, and he's like, "This is what I think this movie's about." It's not terrible. If if we're thinking of the same thing, it's like an anime movie. It's yeah, it's, yeah. So Iron Giant. Oh wait, can Iron I pick? Giant. Can I pick Ghost in the Shell? Like the anime? I know. He's a robot. Yeah. He's a robot. I would. I wouldn't mind watching that again. Yo, pick but, Pat Labor. Oh shit, I love Pat Labor. You know why? They make fucking scale guns for all their giant mechs. Did question point point of parliamentary procedure. Is Brave <laughs> Little Toaster considered a robot movie? No. No, no stupid. That's a toaster. Yeah. Well, if it's something I have in my house, no. It's not a robot. But God I have a robot, hey, which does, I do. Does Rocky Four count? Yes. Because it's got it the, robot in it. It does count. It does count. We're going to let it count. Because it has the Happy Birthday Polly robot. Not only does it count, but we've brought that Happy Birthday Polly robot up so many times in the show. I feel like it has to count. Ooh, maybe you guys will have to watch iRobot. Oh, I've already seen it. I might pick Automata just because nobody's seen that movie. I, watched I think it. people should see it. Yeah. I liked it. That's the one with uh, Antonio Banderas, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. I like that It's movie. the sexy sister film, the Ex Machina. Yeah, I mean, Ex Machina counts. Ex Machina is good. I don't know. We got a lot to think about. Just Google robot movies. Hey, another parliamentary question. Uh, are, are replicants robots? Yes. No. Yes. Why wouldn't they be? They're fucking robots. They're synthetic human. That's a robot. No. How is that not a robot? They don't have, like, bleep bloop parts. That's, of course they do. They just think they're people. Oh, dude, original Westworld. I could pick the original Westworld. OG Westworld's great. Those yeah, are I like that. I like that movie. Dogs, like you can finally pick Aliens. Oh, yeah, because it's got aliens. Bishop It's got Bishop in it. I can, like, we can, all the Terminators are in play. All you can of pick original fans. Alien, too, because uh, Frodo is a... Is yeah, a Ash. A, yeah. Hold on. Damn, this I, is, is going to be exciting. There's a lot of options for robots. We already watched Chappie. <laughs> Chippy. Oh, I might pick Flight of the Navigator. I've legitimately never seen that movie. Eh. You're not going to like it. Yeah, it's not great. I'll tell you right now what we're watching for next week. Short Circuit 2. Hell <laughs> yeah. He turns into <laughs> Golden Short Circuit in that movie. Yeah, and then he kicks those guys' balls in the outer space. Also, what's-his-name is Brownface for that whole you know, movie. Fisher Stevens is yeah, Indian. It's really bad. I thought he was Indian. So did I. When I was a kid. <laughs> I'll, I'll, 
is that, is that is uh, short circuit two streaming anywhere uh, according to my phone it's on netflix hell yeah all right i'm i'm for that is that uh, your official pick yep book it fuck, fuck yeah <laughs> all right i'm in that that's a good pick all right everybody uh that's it so fuck off <laughs> okay, eat your own ass or whatever you're supposed to yeah eat, eat your, your own, own ass boys eat your own ass and uh wear a mask when you eat your own ass <laughs> or an ass mask Ooh, that's pretty good wear a mask when you eat your own ass